Welcome back, y'all, to another episode of Hip Hop Baby. Baby. Yes, sir. There you go. There's AC, bro. He's finally here. AC, <laughs> how how you doing, bro? How you living, man? Man, I'm living great. Are you for why? No, I'm living great. Yeah, why? Well, because school's over. Oh man. Congrats. You know, had a high GPA this semester. You don't want to say the numbers, though. It's not that high. It, what? What do you say? I <laughs> said so you don't want to say the number. It's not that high. I I I will say I'll share the number if if you want me to put y'all to shame like that. If you want <laughs> no, I'm not in school. Go ahead, put me to shame. You know, I got me a cool three seven. Oh, okay, okay, you know okay, big time. Yes, sir. That was a great GPA. So I'm chilling. I'm feeling good. So, you know, happy to be here on the Hip Hop Baby Podcast. Baby, baby, babies. You're our number one guest, bro. Yeah. <laughs> most consistent guest ever That's right. i'm always here bro y'all can't get rid of me uh what about you ray what you doing what you up to bro uh that man i've been just uh, getting better at apex legends bro i've been sweating my ass off in the house bro it's hot out here in pittsburgh right now it be getting like I be sweating and shit. I've been trying to stretch and like stay loose and shit because I ain't I ain't been leaving the house still. I've been chilling, collecting them checks like I said last episode. It's been cool to a certain degree because I've had time to reflect and like think about myself and like while all this shit is going on as we get it, it's been cool to have this time to just really focus, like get my mental right as far as like what I want to do and like what is going on right now, you know? Definitely, definitely. Yeah, it's um, it's cool to have a chance to reflect and like plan what you want to do for the future. I feel like we don't ever get a time like that where we can just, you know, kind of sit back and think about like everything that we're doing and seeing what's working, what's not, because um, it's always go, 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 go. So I, I agree. It's, it's definitely nice. And to finish, you know, if niggas on Xbox and they want to get smoked at 2K, maybe even for some bread, hit me up. On a side hustle. Yep, damn near. Hey, but deadly. Let me ask, how you doing, brother? I'm I'm doing all right, bro. I've been at work for a few weeks now, and so it's getting really busy. I'm helping our local business owners. You know, people who are who are just starting up. Shout out Haley Hastings at Chill the Fuck on Twitter. She is making some prints. She's getting into her artistry grind. I made some prints for. Her. They turned out really good. Y'all go buy those up. I've been really in my bag and. uh I, I I got over the the whole slump of quarantine and and now I feel like it, I'm really picking back up so it feels good start making money again. That's dope, man. That's what I'm saying. Like I feel like at this point I've kind of adjusted to just being in the house and like trying to figure out how to be productive in the house, like how to focus on myself and stuff. Because at first I was like, damn, I can't go to work. I can't even go like kick it with my homies. But now at this point it's like it is what it is. And they might not change for a little bit, considering what's going on. And people are still congregating and doing wild shit. I mean, kind of rightfully so right now. But it's just, I don't know when this is, is going to end, unfortunately. Yep, for sure. We got some music on the tail end that we're going to talk about for y'all, uh, of course. But first, Rayla, what, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Rayla, what you ready to do? Oh, uh, yeah, bro. I'm ready to get into these topics. Hey! This nigga, bro, with the soundboard. All right, you know, first things first, when you're going to kick it off with the main topic that's on everybody's mind, Uh, rest in peace, George Floyd. You know, uh, a lot of this shit has just come to light within the past 
few days. I mean, it was like maybe five days ago that this whole incident occurred, but there's been riots and um, there's been a lot of backlash to what had happened to George in general. So uh, I just kind of wanted to pick y'all brains on your general thoughts on, uh, you know, everything that's happened. Who wants, who wants to start this at who wants to start this combo at this time in the morning? Who wants to who wants to go in right now? Who wants to go first? <laughs> let me let me say one thing. Okay. A police officer who did this crime. <laughs> this nigga really brought out the You stink! First that was trash. Man, all the, and all not even just the dude that had the knee on the man's neck. The three other officers that sat there and allowed that to happen. That's terrible. I, I don't even know how to describe it. Like, you allowed this man to sit there and kill this man right there in front of your face and did absolutely nothing. One nothing. Dude, the officer stood there with his hand in his pocket and did nothing. Mm -mm. I mean, like, what, do, what we constantly go through this, you know, time after time after time, and all this, it's another hashtag with somebody else's name on it. That could be me. That could be you. Like, you know what I'm saying? That could be people in this podcast. That could be our family members. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't have to hit right at home for it to hit close to home. Like, it, it's it's enough is enough. You know what I'm saying? Seeing one black brother die or black sister dies is too many. It yeah, really is. And it's getting tiring. You, you see it time after time. It's really tiring. People are tired of seeing this time after time. So yeah. I feel like we become so desensitized to it. Like, I didn't know that, like, something like this was going to happen again. Definitely something about watching somebody take somebody's life for nine minutes or so is what he had his knee on his neck for. That's just, it's inhumane. It's disgusting. Like, I can understand why everybody is just so beyond pissed. And then uh, shout out to Minneapolis, Minneapolis for, you know, really standing up and, and putting on for everybody because... I mean, whether you agree with what they're doing is right or wrong, people need to be heard. People need to be heard. You need to go protest. You know, there's protests in every major city right now um, because this shit is just, it's out of control. And we've, we've been addressing this, this topic, like our generation, since we've been growing up from day one. And then as we really started getting conscious, like in the 2010s, like we really have been growing up with just this systematic bullshit that's going on. So uh, we've reached a breaking point where we're all in our 20s and uh, niggas take action now and we're, and we're taking action and I, and I applaud those people. Yeah, agreed. And the whole, I'm tired of police protecting each other as far as letting this shit slide. Like we were saying, like the other cops were just watching or participating in it because there was four cops on the scene and three of them were on him. The, just the main cop was on his neck. And it just is, it's so shocking to me that this is literally going down in the street full of people. Like, it's not like in the back street or anything. This is literally going on in front of everybody. They're recording it, and he still didn't give a crap. He's like, I'm daylight. doing it. Broad daylight. Like, that's what I'm saying. It's on some psycho stuff. It's damn near crazy what's going on. And it's like we're saying, this has been going on for years. And it's insane to say that, oh, they're riding. Da, 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 da. Like, why don't they just do a peaceful protest? Well, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing and expecting change. And at this point, we've been peacefully protesting, kneeling, whatever it is. And now cops are kneeling on our necks. Literally, like, what do you want from us? What do you want us to do? What do you want us to say? You're not listening no matter what. You're going to change the, 
you know, you're going to change the meaning of the cause no matter what. So fuck it, bro. Let's just go out and act wild for a little bit. And hopefully something will happen. Obviously something did. They arrested the dude. They, at first they were going to let that dude get off with no charges for a period. Like, come on. Come on. It's just, it's a horrible thing to see. And it's a horrible thing to hear about. And for those of you who are hearing and seeing this and not doing anything or just not caring, I think there's something wrong with you at that point. Like, I'm saying racism is a big ass disease. And it's, it's, it's crazy to just see it going on still. Yeah. Well, it's, a, it's really unfortunate, just tying back to what we all said, just how, you know, this happened years before we were born. And I'm praying it don't happen years after we're dead, because that's a whole, that's a long time. But we are in this, you know, society that this type of mentality is entrenched in people's brain. People grew up with this. People constantly are preaching this to other younger the younger generation that younger generation is coming up to think that same way and want to do those same things then it's it's just sickening it's just sickening to real to know and to realize that there's some people that truly don't see a problem with what happened yeah they're like oh he should have just did this or oh he should have just did that like that's people some people's excuse like this man just got someone put his their knee on this man's neck and killed him broad daylight witnesses around they didn't care so to go back to what ray was saying is man it would have been it would have been different it would have been different if it was, oh, they did some shady stuff in the alley and it was dark at night and they killed him. Okay, I, that just still doesn't make it right. But the fact that they know that they have power and they they probably won't serve any consequences because they can do it in broad daylight with witnesses, that's the point. That's the point behind it. That these people feel like since they have a badge on and they have a badge number and they have a thing that says police on it, they can do anything they want to under the sun. Especially when it comes to minorities, they can do whatever. Especially, especially when it comes to minorities, that's just crazy. That's that's insane and that's sad to to see. And hopefully that I, we can make a change. That's what our job should be is making change so that younger generations coming up after us don't have to experience the same thing. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. tough. Yeah. I see a lot of people who are actively against the, the rioting and how people are handling it, like Ray was saying. But really, it's our job. It's our job to go out and do that and make ourselves heard because there's a lot of people, you know, we live in California, we live in the Bay Area, one of the most mentally like ahead areas in the, in the whole world. But there's people who live in like the South that don't don't see this type of shit. They like maybe in their in their communities they do, but to see it on a whole national scale all the time, like in your face, and the, there's like these white people that don't ever have to deal with this. Now it's in your face. You know, maybe people will start listening a little bit more and they'll take action because, you know, you see people are so angry. We can purge this whole fucking disease from the nation at some point. You know, obviously it's not right now, but it's like, it's our job to make sure that people know that this shit is wrong and that you need to do something about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna say this about, you know, the things that's going on, you seeing in the news about the whole, the looting and stuff like that. I'm not gonna sit here and say, I completely agree with going in and looting a store because I feel that as I feel I see that as opportunist and I feel that as taking away somewhat of the message that we're trying to portray. But with that being said, I don't want nobody coming to me and saying anything to me about the looting situation if you can't even speak on 
the prior situation and that was killing of a man that should not have been dead. Don't even speak to me. Don't even speak on the topic of looting if you can't even speak on the topic of there was an innocent man just killed for no reason, for nothing. Yeah, yeah, I agree. When you got white people out here that go out there and they shoot up a school, shoot up a church full of black folks or whatever it may be, and they can walk free. Don't even speak on the situation of looting. It's ridiculous. Yeah, and as you see, I think there's people who are participating in the riots that aren't really with the riots. We're starting to see, people are starting to figure out that either undercover cops or a political group or something is going undercover and participating in the riots, throwing stuff at police and inciting violence in the riots, in the protests. Not even the riots. At first, a lot of the time, people are peacefully protesting and then it gets violent because something happened. Right. And with more info coming out, like the autopsy saying that the cop didn't even kill him, it was mainly because of his cardiac arrest. Like basically he had cardio issue, uh, heart issues and that he was on drugs. Like, come on, you're still trying to condone what the police did. And then you see how they're giving them third degree and manslaughter. The reason why I heard people, you know what's really fucking sad? They're saying, well, if they would have charged him with first degree, he would have probably just gotten off. So at least he's getting third degree because they, he could probably get tried for that and he'll maybe get time. But it's like, we know this shit wasn't no third degree, bro. You see the video. This nigga was smirking while he was on his neck. Come on, bro. Like, this is so fucked up how we, we have to compromise when it comes to our justice. Why why do we have to be, sit back and just compromise and just watch this go on? No, it doesn't sit right with me. It doesn't at all. It's a frustrating topic to start the podcast off with, but it needs to be talked about. What? It was, it was one of you two was saying about the inciting of violence. There was in front of some type, some court in one of these major cities, they had a stack of bricks literally just sitting. They, they dropped a stack of bricks waiting for people to go and grab them and throw them so that they can excuse more violence against people who are speaking up. Why Why are you trying to make these protests be violent? What What is the goal from the government in, in doing this? I have no where was this at? Uh, I don't know. I seen it on Twitter, um, but it was just in front of a courthouse. There was a, literally a pallet of bricks just sitting there. And there was this dude saying, come on, we got to be smart in that. We're not going to. It was Texas. I think it was Texas. I think you were. Okay. Texas. I'm not saying that's not valid because I really, I really do believe that they sent undercover people in there to poke the fire, to make it, make the flame look bigger than it is. You know, people may be upset and out there, you know, protesting, but then they'll want to go in there and get in the mix. So it makes it look even worse. So it takes a protest to a violent riot. That's what they, that's what they're trying to do. That's what their agenda is. They they don't like when Black Lives Matter movement or, you know, people of color have something that's together and it's organized and it's professional. They don't like that. They want something that's nasty and messy so they can put that in the media. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I wouldn't, I would definitely would not put that past any of them to do that. For sure not. I would not be surprised one bit if they put those bricks there. Definitely not. They construe every story that has been put out to this point. We've seen it on, on national television. Uh, Colin Kaepernick is obviously the biggest example of peaceful protesting uh, with the kneeling. And still, even though he clearly stated his opinions and his values and his respect for for veterans, um, you know, people were still saying, oh, he hates 
he hates veterans. Oh, he's he's dirty. All this. He's a traitor to the country. Kneeling at the flag, like what the fuck are you talking about? And they're like, oh, oh, it doesn't make me comfortable. What part of a protest is supposed to make you comfortable? Exactly, it's supposed to make you uncomfortable. So uncomfortable. So that's how the situation will change. When you when you're in a comfort state, that's where you don't want to move. You don't want to be taken out of that comfort state. You don't want to move. You don't want to adjust to anything new and different. It's insane to watch how he did that years back Mm -hmm. it's been a few years back and you see how that went peacefully you know he peacefully stated i have nothing against our veterans nothing and people still took it the wrong way you know what i'm saying the black Lives matter movement people will take what you say and they'll flip it to make them feel oppressed Mm -hmm. oh all lives matter all lives matter that is just the protest of the protest that black Lives matter is starting that's all that is yeah you don't care about all lives. You just want to. You just want to desensitize Black Lives Matter for one second to put all lives matter, which in quotes really means blue lives, cops, or white lives matter, or whatever. You know what I'm saying? They, they don't care about all lives matter. It's, you know, it's a. It's coming from a place of ignorance, right? You know, we're we're talking about these people who feel uncomfortable well the black community has felt uncomfortable day one so your sense of comfort doesn't mean shit to any of us i don't care if you feel uncomfortable with the riots happening with people speaking up and saying what's on their mind because it needs to be said and it needs to be ingrained in your mind that this is fucking wrong and the privilege that you have and that you use every single day is something that should not exist in this country it's just right Right, exactly and you talk we talk about colin kaepernick right you know who was involved and basically called him a hater and like said he didn't like america and why is he doing that our president sure did was involved and he was also down speaking that movement and saying why are you doing that do you hate veterans he was pushing that fire and damn near telling the nfl to fire him to get rid of him and that he was happy for that sob too yeah then this movement he said these thugs are out here doing this this is coming from the head of our nation so it is it really that shocking that people don't really give a fuck when the head of our nation is saying this i'm not even trying to talk stuff about whatever your views are but if we have the head of our nation denouncing our movement it looks bad and it it makes people have a negative view on it no matter what unless you don't totally follow his views it's like the people who do, they're going to think that now and think that this movement is a radical movement. But my argument to that is that every movement needs a radical side. If everyone was just sitting around peacefully protesting, nothing would be done. That's why the Black Panthers were a thing. That's why Malcolm X was a thing. You know, MLK is the one who gets celebrated the most because he was peaceful. But that nigga got shot for that. That's what I'm saying. Like He was assassinated. That's what I mean. Exactly. Like Not everything can be done peacefully. Exactly. You gotta, you gotta have a, you gotta have some sort of radicalness, some type of fear that if we don't come to a compromise, shit's gonna go down, and that's what this is. That's and all look, it is. And look at, I mean, not even a month ago, maybe a couple of weeks ago, they were in Minnesota. White folks was in Minnesota with guns, big guns, saying, "You need to open up. We want a haircut." You best believe stuff started opening too. Tell you. The difference between two weeks ago and today is two weeks ago, they had the right complexion for the protection. Today, we don't. That's the difference. They came out there with big old guns, automatic guns, 
<laughs> with bullets, real bullets in there, and yep. all the police officers did was sat there and they took that. Yeah, if blacks did that, we'd get shot instantly. We, that's what I'm saying. The Black Panther movement, like the whole, they said that was a terrorist organization when they were just saying we need to protect ourselves because the police are not protecting us. They're not protecting our communities, and they're still not. They're still not protecting our communities. They treat us like animals, and then they, they instead of protecting us, they attack us. Mm. Yeah. You know, going back to what Ray was saying, I feel like people who support Trump, uh, it's not that they don't care. It's that they were manipulated. They are still wrong in, in many ways. They were manipulated by the language that he uses time and time again to push an agenda to think a certain way. The first time it was Colin Kaepernick hates veterans. Then we had Trump with these detention camps and he had people locked up against their will you know, in actual detention camps. And he would call them aliens. He would call them all these nasty words so that people would draw their attention away from what's actually happening. And then here we go again with him calling them thugs, saying he's going to shoot people. He's going to give the, the order to shoot these people if they keep acting this way. And he just keeps drawing attention away from the real root of the issue and what people are actually trying to accomplish here every time. I saw a picture on the media where, I mean, it just speaks volume. It was a black man getting choked out by the police. And the caption was, they should have listened. It was the Mexican folks trapped in the cage. The caption was, they should have listened. It was the white folks out there riding because they want a haircut. The caption was, peaceful protest. They just want their freedom. What about us, man? That's what we want. It's, we want equality. We want the right to walk on the street without being accused of forging a, uh, or having a fake dollar bill and then getting killed for it. It's ridiculous. The fact that this all started because a store owner called the cops because he thought a, a $20 bill or a check was fake, forged? Like, come yeah. on, dog. And then we're seeing recently even stories like, you know, this whole Karen thing, right? Like, the white people know that if they call the cops and act like a victim, you can be killed or you will be fucked up. And they know it and they're willfully calling the police on black people for nothing. And there's videos of this coming out now, right? Y'all know what I'm talking about, this whole Karen thing, this Karen oh, yeah. thing. It, it started about like two weeks ago or so. Yeah, this has been going on and now we're starting to see, bro, like they'll call cops on you and it might not go bad, but something might happen. You can't mm -hmm. be doing this. Like, this is what happened. That store owner calling the cops cost that man his life. Mm. That's the over whatever money value, even if that was a fake money. Like, why would you kill someone over that? What? Man, that's insane. Y'all gonna have me heated, bro. I'm not even heated yet, bro. That's what I'm saying. Like, started dude. pot off hot. You started <laughs> pot off hot. I'm telling you. This is the conversation that gets your blood boiling. Rightfully so. Like, how many times do we have to go through this to, to realize that this isn't right and this is what we shouldn't be doing? They say, oh, to fix racism, it takes time. It takes time. Bro, It take it's taking my grandfather's time, my grandfather, grandmother's time. It's taking my parents' time. It's taking my aunts and uncles' time. We, we we're dwindling into my time. 60 something years later, we're coming into my time. How many time y'all? How much time y'all need? Yep. I mean, think about it. This stem, the Rodney King issue was a big thing that started the riots, where they just beat that dude senseless on video. <laughs> Instead of that, now we're just seeing people getting killed on video, which is damn near worse. But before it was going on behind the scenes, not on video. At least now we can record it and see it, but it's still not causing anything. Like right. I said, brother, the autopsy, they're trying to say this nigga did not kill this man. Bro, racism, I saw something they said it was perfect. Racism isn't getting worse. It's being recorded. Racism has been like this. I mean, it's just being recorded now. You seeing, and 
to go back in broad daylight. That's a big point. People, uh, people may be not understanding why I keep saying broad daylight because he had the audacity and the 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 might to feel like he can do this in broad daylight and get away with it. And he saw the, I know he saw the phone recording him. Yeah, broad daylight, didn't care. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. as a black man, and even experiences in my life, both of the high schools that I went to, it's crazy to think about, they had a racism incident. Because we went, you know, I went to, we went to De La Salle. Prandelet had that fried chicken and watermelon thing that was covered by the news. And that was a big thing for a little bit. Even at Albany, once I graduated, there was a whole Instagram being ran where people were posting pictures of people in nooses and shit like that. It was on the news for that area too. Two of the high schools I went to that are considered nice high schools, that are considered like the, some of the better private schools or public schools in the area, racism occurred and they're predominantly white nation so we have an issue i had a class with one of them dudes and i found out later that he was involved and he used to be in my group in my math class and make jokes and stuff about certain things looking back at it it's like that nigga didn't like niggas but he acted like he did in front of me but it wasn't out of like kindness he probably saw it as entertainment or whatever and that's what they think of us right people that we're just entertaining or whatever Right, it's the two, cult- two of the schools, bro, and they're considered good schools where they're accepting and like brotherhood. At the same time, bro, like this isn't this isn't just a police thing either. This is just people and what they think of us in general mm. from different levels. Mm. Something has to be changed. This isn't going to keep going on, and it's going to fly. People, mm. like people are saying, it might be a race war. I don't think. I don't hope so. I don't want it to be like that, but it's getting bad. It's getting bad, bro. It's getting bad. That's the thing, man. They they they're in love with our culture. And I mean culture, I'm talking about our music, our ability to to dance and create fun. But man, if you ask them if they want to live in our shoes, TikTok, they will man. You, they they'll say no in Nothing. a hurry. They'll say no. They want to participate in our dances and right. our music on TikTok, but they're gonna silence the hashtags for our for our movement. What the fuck, bro? And y'all have racism on TikTok. Y'all want to silence a movement that's trying to protest an innocent man being murdered. Mm. Like else. An unarmed black man being Come on. Something else that happened on TikTok recently was the um, banning of the Black Lives Matter hashtag on the platform. Yeah. Mm. Not only are we seeing uh, racism on the creator's side, but now... Um, I mean, this has actually been a thing for a while, but we're seeing even more racism from the platform itself. Uh, when, as before, they were uh, silencing or, you know, pushing down on the algorithm darker skinned people, they were not pushed up and elevated on the platform like white people were, um, or pretty people, you know, whatever they deem as pretty people, you know. So the whole platform is just fucking full of racist frauds. Um, on both sides, um, please delete delete TikTok. Please yeah, delete TikTok. it's not for us. I've never like some of them are funny. I'll admit it, but it's like at the same time, I always saw that platform. I'm not gonna say it was a culture vulture platform, but like it's a bunch of people doing our dances and shit. But then there's racist TikToks on there. Even some of the racist TikToks were participating in our culture because they were using rap music in the background of them. It's like people don't even understand how deeply black culture is ingrained in their lives, but they still want to hate us and they still want to not support our values and what we're protesting for. Mm-hmm. Fuck off, man. I'm sorry, but fuck off. Like, it's... Yeah. it's hey, if you if you ain't download TikTok, I'll Venmo you $10. You, yeah, they, they gonna call you out there. They gonna call me out. 
That was AC. I'm making it clear that was AC. That was. Hey, if you if you play download TikTok like me, bro, I'll give you ten dollars. Get that stupid app, dumb TikTok. I made no sense, bro. Ain't nobody. Uh, come on, now you gonna you gonna make money off of black culture and 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 our music and other stuff like that, our dances and stuff like that. But then but then when it comes to when push push comes to shove and there's some controversial stuff that comes up, you ain't gonna have our back. But make profit off of it, man. Forget that. Yeah, nope. No, no sir. That. Not me. <laughs> nah, forget that, man. All right. I think we address this pretty well for this point. If you haven't already, I'm going to put some links into the description uh, under our Twitter. Uh, I will put the Minneapolis bail fund in there. I will put a couple of petitions, you know, one for getting the third degree murder uh, raised um, because that is complete bullshit. And then a couple other things that I deem necessary, um, just so that anybody who's listening um, who can't actively go out and protest, there's some way that you can help support and make sure that you share uh, anything that has to do with this. Um, speak up about it. Please use your voice. Uh, there's no reason for you not to. It just shows you don't care and you're insensitive and you're a terrible person at that point. Like, please speak up about it. So we're going to have to switch gears here a little bit. We're still going to be on the topic of racism. Somebody is definitely cooning it up right now. Uh, Doja <laughs> Coon herself. Uh, wow, wow. Uh, AC, I want you to, you, you're probably one of the most knowledgeable ones on the, on the situation. So I want you to just explain the situation to the people real quick. All righty. Well, here we are. We have Doja Cat acting a fool once again. In the limelight, she had number one, but that number one was taken away because of her foolishness that she took on social media. So let's talk about Doja Cat. So Doja Cat had a song, an unreleased song that was leaked by an artist who she was in uh, quote unquote beef with. The artist leaked the song called Didn't Do Nothing. Didn't do nothing. I believe that's how you say it. didn't do nothing. Yep. So for people that don't know, didn't didn't do nothing is is a form of mockery that white people used to use against black folks when they would get arrested or detained and they would say, be like, I didn't do anything, I didn't do nothing. And so the white folks would be like, Oh, you didn't do nothing, like as a mockery. So Doja Cat took that and made it into a song. Now the title itself is called Didn't Do Nothing. Now, as for lyrics goes, I'm not quite sure how they correlate with, you know, racism and whatnot. That's, you guys have to, you know, decide that on your own. But the title itself is racist itself, the title alone. Now, if that wasn't enough, Doja Cat also was caught in live webcam streams with uh, white supremacists on this live webcam and she was off, uh, obviously intoxicated and slurring her words and were partaking in actions where I'm sure she did not know she was aware of, but that isn't our problem. That's Doja Cat's problem. 
<laughs> she should have known what she was putting in her body. So Doja Cat is in the limelight, but for the wrong reasons. Now, the question is, will she be canceled or will we let it fly? That is the question here. Look, man, all I got to say, man, is it's crazy that her apology, I bet, I'm assuming y'all all saw her apology. Yeah, for sure. Okay, and her whole argument was that it wasn't an alt-right server or like it wasn't an alt-right chat and that she was just on there publicly speaking because it felt cool to just be in the chat room. She's always done it and like, there was moderators who were supposed to be there and censoring hate speech, yet she was on there calling people nigger and shit. But that's besides the point. Mm. <laughs> there, she said she was a moderator at times and she cut people off if they said hateful stuff and stuff and that people were misconstru- misconstruing it and saying that it's a racist thing when it really isn't. It was just her chatting, which I don't know is true. Like, this is all weird, but all the points add up to either she doesn't see something wrong with what she did or like she doesn't really think that highly of black people in my opinion like i get she apologized and that she tried to be like well it's not really all that and that people would just wanted to see my tits and they're mad at me because of that and they're just taking this and running with it but obviously there's some i think there's some level of truth to this and i don't know if she like to say she should be canceled I don't know. It's a weird line because it's like, I don't know what fully happened, to be honest. I just think she needs to get help or something. If this is really what's going on and she doesn't see the power in what she was doing and like the way it looked and she's just trying to apologize and move past it. No, what was going on to a certain degree didn't, it added up too much. And I don't know if she should be canceled for it. Like I'm saying, it's just, what were you thinking? You're yeah. too big of a person at this point to be doing shit like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially as a black woman. And I think that, you know, the video chat incident really makes everything make sense to me. Just because you, you see places like that or like 4chan on the internet that are really bigoted and cover up their racist, edgy, homophobic humor uh, as, as supposedly edgy. Like that's that's what it's, it's supposed to be edgy, right? Or um, trolling. And exactly. And she's had an incident before where she was supposedly being edgy or trolling, uh, being homophobic in general. I think that she's been in this in this environment for a while. She's probably been in these forums. She she's been prominent on the internet for a minute now. She definitely knows how to get around the internet. It's just like she's using this cover of of edgy humor for everything that she's saying. And it doesn't work anymore. It doesn't work at a certain level of popularity and fame. Um, You're the number one uh, artist at the time because you have the number one song in the country. Like you have a platform that you have to maintain. You really can't, um, you know, jeopardize your status with these types of things. Otherwise, you will get canceled or you will get moved on from. Uh, people will not stand up for this. I don't care how stupid of a stand you are. There's no way you can see this stuff and the stuff that had happened before and just think that, oh yeah, this is okay. She makes good music. No, she's bigoted. I agree. I think I think Doja Cat is she's she's count she's she's counting to the end, man. You know, I think it's coming up to the end. I think it's a ticking time bomb.
That's what I think Doja Cat is. She's a ticking time bomb right now. You know what I'm saying? She she every time she's in the media for saying something, doing something, and it's just leading her down this road. And that fuse is getting real short, and I think it's about to explode. That's why I think it is. Now, we're talking about canceling. Is she gonna get canceled? Like I said, people's attention span is this is 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 short, man. It's short. She, I don't know. She, she offended some people though. She offended. She, she offended quite a few people. And I don't know if this is like their last straw, and they, they, they not been a forward or no more. But uh, she, she definitely needs to lose some, take a couple notches down. You know what I'm saying? Lose some, lose some fame or some clout or whatever. You know what I'm saying? That's gonna start messing with her bread, and maybe that'll start. Maybe she'll start understanding that man. This ain't a game. Yeah. I don't want my bread to be touched, and I don't want you know whatever i don't know if she cares about her image or whatever if she doesn't want her image to be trashed and her bread to be touched she needs to start thinking about what she's doing honestly it's just it, fuck her image you have a platform right you have uh, on your tweets like 200,000 300,000 400,000 likes back to back to back to back to back people are checking what you are saying people are checking what you're doing and then they see you doing this kind of behavior if that's a white person seeing that do you feel like they feel almost you know like they like they were right in some way because they oh they can do this too oh look it's this black girl who's doing this she thinks it's funny hey how about i do it too like i feel like this is what you're you're inciting you're inciting people to be uh racist to be bigoted and you have too big of a platform for you to be doing anything like this dang stop deadly shooting shots bro i'd let the i'd let the ak spray what you 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 shooting shots. You, you talk your talk, King. Talk Yo, your talk. It's crazy. The AK spray. For real though, he's right. I let the AK. Man, one more time for the AK. I let this AK spray. Leave. She she got a platform. Man. Hey, it's true though. She got a platform, and now she's trying. To, it's crazy. She I saw her tweet about the George Floyd incident. I was thinking, I was like, I don't remember you talking about the Ahmed the Ahmed situation or the other situation. Now you could say because that one isn't as clear as day. People are people are arguing that Ahmed rushed the white people and that's why he got shot by them. So it was kind of self-defense. I don't agree with that because they were chasing him. Kind of oh, like the white yeah. People. They were chasing Just like him they chased the Trayvon Martin and then he ended up dead because you want to go out your way to profile someone. You shouldn't be doing that. You just call the police and let them have fun. People are taking justice in their own hands and then getting mad at the reaction when that happens. And I, like I said, I saw Doja Cat tweet about it and I was like, where is this coming from? It's obviously because you just had backlash about being black and now you want to act like, oh yeah, I'm black. Donate mm-hmm. to this cause or uh, sign this petition. Mm-hmm. Where was this before when you were doing the edgy humor and not caring? That's mm-hmm. what I'm saying. These celebrities a lot of time be BSing us. Right. Yeah, they're putting on a face. I find it funny that what she said, though. People taking that action in their own hands and might as well call the police. If you call the police, they might be getting killed either. That's what I'm saying. Like, exactly. So either way, they're going to get away with killing us or making or doing too much because if they were to call the police, who's going to say they wouldn't have killed Ahmed either? My point was just that, that Doja Cat isn't really... I don't know. Now she's trying to act like she wants to speak up for our issues. I don't remember her doing that before. Maybe I'm having selective memory, but... I just remember her always just tweeting like random dumb shit. Like I'm gonna show my titties, my hit gets number one. Yeah, and that's con- and, and, and she's contradicting herself too, cause she always she was just going on that rant. She's like, I don't need to do this to go number one. I don't want to show. I don't care about going number one. You just said you want to show your tatas. 
if you make this car number one, I'll show my tatas. Like you, you, you were just contradicting yourself. Yeah, she was like, so, it was a joke. Like it, like I get that it was a joke, but if you really didn't care about the number one, why are you even mentioning it? Maybe going. Right. She could honestly cared to a certain degree. She's just trying to act like she didn't really care because she made that statement, and now this racism stuff is happening, and it affected her number one hit, and it had it dropped after because people aren't fucking with her as much as they were. Before. It's it's just an ugly situation, and I don't understand why she thought, as a powerful black woman that she is, it wouldn't come out what she was doing, and it would look bad even if she wasn't doing it. The fact that she puts herself in this position to. Be accused of this is horrible. That's it for Doja Cat. Forget her. Um, Doja Cat gone, canceled. Oh, y'all canceling her? Okay. Hip Hop Babies podcast canceled Doja. Canceled. So funny. On that new uh, Freddie, did y'all catch that Doja Cat line where he's like Doja fucking Doja Cat on the bike or something like that? That was funny. I didn't. I didn't catch it. See, uh-huh. that's why I need to listen to it more. That's why I need. To <laughs> we gonna transition into some music, you know, just to stay purpose uh, for staying on brand. Talk about some shit that y'all want want to hear to kind of distract ourselves off of all this other bullshit. We gonna talk about Gunna's album, all right? Um, I'm I'm gonna start this off real quick. Gunna, I fully have supported you throughout your come up as a young thug protege. I think you have made some pretty decent projects before but right now with wanna being so hyped up as it was and so led up to as it was this was easily the biggest disappointment you have ever given i don't know where went wrong since that dripper drown the project with little baby uh gun and little baby that whatever that was called i forget i don't know where it went wrong from there this ain't it bro i know you're trying to convey a vibe throughout the whole album and you're trying to kind of stay uniform throughout it, but you know this this is a sleeper. This is a sleeper project. Um, there's no clear cut way to feel about it because I feel like there's not like it's not like anything that's like insanely bad. Like there's no like insanely bad instrumentals. The vocals aren't like terrible to listen to, but it's just boring, bro. Like you're not doing anything to show growth experimentation anything like that nothing that we can get from any other atlanta rapper so go back to the fucking drawing board and then come back with uh, something else uh it should be called lena because you took a fat l nigga wow (laughs) go back to the lab wow ah damn dang now that was crazy i thought what i was gonna say was gonna be negative but I'm damn near about to be nice to the nigga. Cause... <laughs> Unless, uh, AC, did you want to go first? Man, uh, I, I'll talk about Gunna. <laughs> we we just going to say you should have kept that album as short as that little snippet on Instagram. Uh, you should have kept it short. You should have kept that album short because I don't know what he was doing on it. I'm telling you. I mean, everybody got all hyped up. I mean, it's just, he's like a regular artist that, you know, has a cool little track when he first comes into the game and everyone's like, oh, I'm going to check out for him. Right. He's about to be cool. Whoop de whoop de whoop. And then he just fall off. And then you just put out stuff like this, man. All I'm going to say is, gonna stick to your two second lives on Instagram. Leave that Taking whippets. He, he said, slap. And got off. Oh, <laughs> oh man! Hey, y'all, please, please don't take whippets ever in your life. Please, yeah, please don't do that. Bad. Please don't do that. God, bro. Gonna, yeah. gonna wanna is one of the albums I was like, okay, let me check out because I didn't like drip. Was it Dripper Drown? No, Dripper Drown Two. Dripper Drown Two. 
I didn't really mess with it as a project. Of course, there were certain tracks that bumped, but really, it was like, it's just not really a good project. This one, I like more than Dripper Down 2, but it still didn't impress me at all. I just got certain tracks from it that were cool, but like you guys are saying, it's really just him doing the same thing for 50 minutes. For 50 <laughs> minutes. Like, niggas need to realize if you're this type of artist, I don't need a 50-minute album. No. With the platform you have on Apple Music and whatever to share your music freely or whatever, even if you're labeled, I don't understand, like, what makes these niggas think that they could drop a 50-minute album and hold people's attention span for that amount of time. It works for some people. I don't get it. Because it's like, this is the most boring stuff I've heard in a long time. Because he's just doing the same thing. Addy, Addy, like, he... I feel like some of the hooks he even got lazy. Sometimes he has catchy hooks. Some of the hooks on this, it just felt like he was just throwing it in. What are, it's just like, what are you trying to do? What are you doing to progress the music or progress your sound? Not everybody has to do that. I get it. But it's like, bro, this is like almost lazy. But it still was better than his last thing, which is crazy because that felt lazy to me. Yeah. High off of whatever, high off them whippets, you know, moving at fucking <laughs> one mile per hour. And he's doing the same shit in the fucking booth, bro. Like moving at one mile per hour, you yeah, playing and, no pressure, no gas. And he got a song called Addy. Like, if you was really on Addy, bro, I feel like you'd be more motivated and more focused, bro, than this, bro. <laughs> if you take an Addy, dude, this is you on Addy, bro. Like, you need, some- <laughs> <laughs> you need some help. <laughs> For real, like I don't understand how you were focused when you were making this album. It damn near sounds like he just recorded some stuff and was like, if this is a hit, it's a hit. If not, it ba- if it bangs, it bangs. If not, it's whatever. People are going to listen to it anyway because I'm telling Definitely. It has a little clout now. Definitely. You know, and, and then the lead single, Skybox, was a pretty damn good song, but I did not expect the rest of the album to sound like that, but like shittier throughout the whole thing. Uh, the features didn't get me excited. I, I wasn't even really excited for Young Thug on here. Because it just, like, there's no point in going back to these songs uh, just to listen because there's another artist on there. Well, I should be coming for your sound. I should be coming for your music. So it's a throwaway. A throwaway for me, too. Same thing. I didn't get anything really from him. Besides a few tracks, even those tracks, I don't know if I'm going to go back to them like that. Uh, I don't think so either. I want to talk about it. Just just keep it on a negative note. I want to talk about Nav. Brown Boy is back. Coming at y'all with another King Don't Kong do it to him, Deadly. Don't do it to him. Can you call it an album? Is it really? Oh, don't Bro. do it to him, Deadly. Yo. It is it's it's for surely album. Oh, it's long as fuck. <laughs> I'm traumatized from listening to this shit. Oh man. No, I, I gotta go first. Because oh, oh, hold on, Ray. You going first? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I got to, bro. Cause I'm I'm mad. I wasted. An hour and 27 minutes of my life. Multiple times. I had to listen to it twice, too. I had to at least. I was like, maybe I'm tripping. I was like, because I like some of Nav's songs in the past. Like, when he first was starting to come up myself, and some of those songs were moody, like, trap, and I kind of saw it. Man, but then he just, it's like, you're just, what are you doing, bro? Like, Turks was cool. Besides Turks, bro, like, even Turks, I didn't slap her like that. Like, what are you doing, bro? Man. Why are you making these lazy, generic trap tracks? You copy Lil Uzi and release a deluxe version of, like, a tape or something. Brown Boy 2. Like, nothing he does is original. I'm not saying you got to be the most original boy. Like, I mean, I said boy because it's called Brown Boy. But you don't got to be the most original person, like, artist. But, like, there's literally nothing original or anything 
to me that's like, this is Nav and this is what he does. He's literally the most generic chop artist I've ever heard at this point. I'm sorry, but this shit is trash. Like, mm. it's literal trash in the bin. I'm going to mm. go in on this nigga. This shit offended me that he really thought he could release a deluxe edition. That was an hour. Yo, fuck, no, nigga. An hour and 27 minutes, bro. A Nav album should be barely 30 minutes tops. Bro, how, it was how long? Nigga, the deluxe version of this shit is an hour and fucking... 27 minutes and the thing is you could say well why'd you listen to the deluxe edition right because i'm like maybe there's some bangers on the second one because even Lucifer, there were some bangers on the deluxe edition this didn't he ain't losing like there was nothing redeemable about this nigga's music like i don't see it bro i'm so i'm going in you waste you wasted your time bro no the regular edition of the album is 50 minutes anyway so i basically only wasted 30 minutes or something of my time i mean either way i'm wasting my time like you said bro. you wasted your time period bro this shit is ass <laughs> i was i was like bro i was blown away at how ass it was and i'm not i don't try to go in on niggas like that on this podcast i used to do this there's no redeemable quality of this album i'm sorry i'm sorry if you yeah. like it i don't know Nav has to be literally the worst of his generation, period. Wow. The worst? Who's worse? Who's worse? YK Osiris? Maybe, but he didn't come up at the same time. They didn't come up at the same time. So out of Nav's generation of people who came in at that time, there has never been a... a Who would Nav come in with? You know, like, we... He came in like 2016-ish, right? Nah, he was really no. Well, myself came out in like twenty fourteen. Okay, but like the whole like trap. Oh, movement. you got famous and oh the movement. Yes, oh, the trap okay. movement and you know coming up with other trap artists. You know there there's no crazy vocal inflections. There's no there's there's nothing to like. There's nothing to like unless you're just brain dead and you're like shit. I need something to to vibe to and and you just enjoy like feeling like there's no life in your body then listen to that listen to that but other yeah. no no yeah and you know how we just shitting on when we were talking bad about gunna this is like if gunna didn't care at all like oh if gunna just, i'm recording anything that comes to my mind like, oh my gosh. like bro i'm sorry bro but the bar that, like there's nothing redeemable to this project and i know people, i know people who like nav and i know people who really act like nav is like seriously good at what he does he's not like what does he do there's a period where i felt like he was kind of going there like i was like okay some of the track now it's like bro what are you doing for the game that's really crazy besides being a brown boy. that's his whole thing i'm a brown boy i make music he used to even say nigga, I think, on his tracks. Like, this nigga is not good. Nav had you in your house crying like this, huh? No, he had me not crying. He had me like, what the fuck am I listening <laughs> Y'all niggas not going in. Y'all niggas not going in enough, bro. I'd set through this shit, bro. Ray is mad. Bro, I mean, we didn't even got to say nothing, bro. You really said everything that encapsulated. What? Y'all gonna make me the bad guy here? Y'all gonna make no, me you know, bruh, like, like there's nothing else we could say, bro. We already knew Nav was trash, bro. Like, I mean, I ain't go cap though. I still slapped that tap song. I thought that was hard. Like, that was cool. He, you'll have a song like where it's like, okay, I can kind of see this, but even right. then, bro, like I said, Turks on this one was like that for me. I was like, okay, but even then, I'm not ever slapping that shit though. For me, now tap yeah, was kind of yeah. catchy. That one was better. 
And well, isn't that Meek feature? He had Meek on yeah, it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That feature was cool too. When right, he has yeah, cool yeah. features, it's sometimes like I can see it, but the features literally outshine him every time. Facts. Yeah. The features are better than him every time. He literally, there's nothing to him that makes me go back to the trap. Yeah, no, no, no. It's for sure the feature and, and the hook. You know what I'm saying? That's it. His verse was forgettable, but bro, enough with Nav, bro. You making me depressed talking about Nav. All right, all right. We got to talk about something else then. Um, <laughs> is there anything that we like this week uh, that we could talk about? Let's talk about Reason. Let's, let's talk about that single, Pop Shit. AC, I want you to go first, bro. You want me to go first? I'll go first. Well, uh, Reason has been disappointing in earlier, earlier music. He has been has been very disappointing. Can't cap. This track was cool, but he was also also accompanied by Schoolboy Q, bruh. So, I mean, why is this track doing better than the others? To me, well, you got Schoolboy Q on the track. You got him on the track, bro. So, I mean, he did all right. Reason did cool. It was whatever. But School did his thing. He came on. He had a dope feature. He snapped. You know what I'm saying? You know, I'm looking when I when I listen to the track, I'm li- I'm looking for school to come on and I'm waiting till his verse come up. And then when Reason come back on, I'm like, all right, good, it's cool, whatever. But <laughs> Reason could have came harder. Just like his other singles that he dropped, he could have came harder, bro. Like school came, he came hard. School came hard, bro. We ain't heard of, we ain't heard from Schoolboy in a minute. And so he I feel like he utilized this as a time to say, you know what, the people ain't heard me in a minute. I'm gonna come hard and and come correct and give them something. That's going to help me in the long runs because they're going to be looking for more of my music once I put this track out. That's hard. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Schoolboy Q for that. He made the track for show. What you doing, right? And I messed with the visuals. The visuals was cool, too, on the music video. I thought it was a solid track, but like AC said, I'm kind of worried about the album because the tracks he's been putting out recently haven't been like, when I heard his first album, when he got signed to TDE. And what's crazy about that album is when you found out that it was recorded before he got the deal, it makes sense because it kind of sounds like an album you would make independently. It's like about you and like it's really passionate. It seems like ever since then, and I'm not trying to blame TDE, but ever since then, it's been like, I don't know where he's going with some of these things. Like, I don't really be like, reason I was slapping his album for a period. Even some of the singles that dropped before. Now it's like, I don't know where he's going. It's almost like he's trying to either get a hit or it's like he's trying to like transition onto the label. Like AC also said, Schoolboy Q outdid him on the track pretty noticeably to me. And I feel like Reason should be holding his own on the track because I know he can. Like Better Days, like there's been nothing like that so far that's dropped. And maybe he's trying to go for a different route, but I'm hoping that the album is better or it's altogether better than the singles he's been dropping. You know, that's really what I was going to touch on is Better Days is his Madden Mobus as an artist for for the time being. Uh, there you have it was a pretty damn good album and it really got me excited for the the signing but you know he has said in his lyrics as as we've gone on with these singles uh fuck all that conscious shit i'm trying to make i'm trying to make bands i'm trying to make bread so he definitely is trying to you know get a single that pops off or pops shit off but it's not working because i don't feel like that's his i don't feel like that's his strength maybe as he keeps going with this uh he'll get better and then we'll eventually see something that actually pops off but as right now you know your story about especially on better days your story about growing up with your your cousin your cousin turning into a drug addict and you're trying to trying to keep him with you trying to get 
see better days and all this stuff like that feels so genuine it feels so genuine all this new stuff does not feel genuine to me so it's just kind of disappointing you know i can't appreciate reason as much as i want to because i feel like he is a good artist he is a good rapper he does have very good bars good flow but he's just not showing that right now that's my thoughts on that on the single i i agree man like i i love your point about how it seems like he's trying to make hits. He literally said that on the track because I could definitely see that with these new tracks. Like, Showstop had a Kendrick feature. But it was literally just him going, wait, wait, on the hook. It reminded me of some, like, Black Panther slash Damn, which is, in my opinion, Kendrick trying to go for hits. So yep. it's like, I don't know if TDE is like, you need to get a hit or, like, you need to transition. Because even Schoolboy Q's last album. It sounded like Schoolboy Q was trying to make more playful hit music. And it's like, that's not what your fan base really wants. You could do that well. Like you have hits in the past, but it's usually you trying to do your sound and it's just a hit. And I yeah. don't like this whole, that's what I'm saying. It feels like TDE has kind of lost what it's trying to do. And it's made me worried about some of their artists because it's like, what are y'all trying to do? Maybe it's reason though. I don't know. I can't maybe blame TDE because he's a new signee, but it's just consistent with what I'm seeing. Recently. Yeah, it's crazy how you go from shit like, I mean, studio was like total, like kind of off the wall, like didn't really fit with Oxymoron that much, but it really popped off. Um, mm-hmm. Man of the Year sounded more like the album and that really popped off. So that sound is proven it works. People like that sound. It's just, I really don't know what Schoolboy was trying to do with that last album. I hope he goes back to something like that. But then again, maybe he is not in that same mind state where he's doing drugs or he's unhappy. So he doesn't want to make that kind of music anymore. He doesn't want to make songs like Blessed anymore because he's not sad like that anymore. And I totally understand that you're progressing as a person and as an artist, and I respect that. But that's just something that the people really liked. Man. It's sad to see it go. It, I mean, this happens with with pretty much every artist that is is good is they'll have a sound that they have really adopted and, and made into something that's great. And then they move on with their mindset. And then we don't see that anymore. It just hasn't worked out for Schoolboy as far as his transition goes. So we well, one album, though. It was one album. Yeah. Hopefully but, you know, he hadn't dropped anything in fucking years. Years. For you to drop that after that long of a wait, that's it was that's what I'm saying. It's scaring me because it seems like, what are y'all trying to do? One of your bigger artists, we have been waiting for years off the album, and no one really stopped it after it first dropped. Hell of people were hyped for that Schoolboy Q. That was a big disappointment, in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't absolutely horrible. Uh, definitely, definitely wasn't his best work, obviously, you know. Like Lee mentioned, Bless. My all-time favorite school a school song is Bless, by far. One of my favorite Kendrick features is Bless. So that track is just a hard track in general. So... Um, to say we want something like that, I mean, that's kind of hard to top in my opinion, but I don't think, I honestly think there was a couple memorable tracks on Crash Talk for sure. After dropping Blank Face, I thought Blank Face was hard. I really did. I really think Blank Face, Blank Face was a really good album. Yeah. But, hell yeah. I you know, think it's so, better than Oxymoron. I, I personally do too. I think that was a really good album. So I understand where y'all are coming from him dropping this after that and especially like you said after this long anticipated album like we waited for a minute for it and he gave us this you know tde always has something because they have kendrick you know that's their that's always in their back pocket so i feel like they're never worried because they have him in the back pocket i feel like school's gonna come back with something harder is he dropping in he's talking about dropping something this year isn't he he was but this corona shit has delayed all the tde right but we'll see right. what happens. Right. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens when he comes out with something different. 
something new. But yeah, I did I did enjoy like Deadly was saying on Oxymoron when he was you know had some old tracks on there, like that sound he was coming with. It was cool, you know what I'm saying? I think he's trying to experiment and trying something different. Yeah, because that's the thing. Right now, I don't think it connected with his fan base like he wanted. I don't right. think a lot of TDE's newest releases or newest signees have been connecting with their fan base fully like they wanted, or else they'd be bigger. The right. biggest one I think is SZA. And that's because she had her own lane and she was a she was a singer and her shit just really popped off. Yeah. Isaiah, even Isaiah Rashad, like, where has he been? He dropped Why Worry and that was cool. Like these TDE signings recently have been like either inconsistent or like not really what I think the label should have been going for. Like Jakari. Yeah. You know, we said that last episode, like it was not good, but it's like, where are y'all trying to where are y'all going? Yeah, it's it's just like weird. It feels like they don't understand their fan base. I feel like TDE's fan base is very particular. It's right before like when streaming really started blowing up like that. So, you know, we're almost old heads in in this new genre uh, of like rap music uh, that has like been pushed to the forefront and they're trying to cater to to the newer rap fans almost. But we're not the newer old rap fans. We like somebody who is going to give us grit, give us some type of sound in particular, something that's refreshing, uh, new, like, and, and just talk about real shit. Just talk about real shit. Yeah. It's not, but I don't want stream music. Let's talk about something that we like, okay? Let's, let's talk about that Polo G album. So, The Goat, self-proclaimed goat himself, Polo G had just dropped an album. This was pretty damn good. Um, I've listened to Polo G and... Lil TJ, since both of their, pretty much their last projects when they both started blowing up. Oh, no, you know, you ain't gonna get me on that. <laughs> on, on his most popular song, Pop Out, Pop Out at Your Party. Pop uh, And then you have Lil TJ with uh, FN and, and some other shit that he dropped. So I've been following him for a minute. This is definitely a step up for Polo G in general. It starts off with a really good intro, Don't Believe the Hype, uh, initially hitting that, you know, the GOAT topic. He stays he stays on focus pretty uh, pretty well throughout this. You know, he does have, like, a couple other riffs where he's just talking about, like, girls or something like that. But, I mean, that's typically what I would expect from a Polo G album. And then he did have a couple of hits on here. Go Stupid was the one that was blown up before. Uh, it was on TikTok like crazy. I know people were heavily slapping that Juice World track, Flex. I think Juice World had a really good verse on there. Or Rest Pieces World. He definitely had a really good verse on there. And I'm sure it was something that a lot of people wanted to hear. I'm not really the biggest fan of post-death verses or anything, but it seems like this is something that they had in works beforehand, before Juice had died. And, you know, it's just more of like honoring him post-death at this point. Good song. Martin and Gina, I feel like is the best track on here. I feel like if anything is a hit, this one should be, if, if y'all gonna put fucking Say So at number one, please put Martin and Gina at number one. Martin and Gina is a just a, a great track, a great reference, very catchy hook, just an overall great track. And then the second half of the album for me is really the, not so much of a drop off, but it just doesn't, there's no more hits in there. He has really mastered his melodic flows and his, his cadence and his delivery on all these. But, you know, it's just, it, it felt a little bit lackluster after you got the past the first half of the album. That might just be his sound. It just, you know, it just doesn't catch your attention for that long. But there's definitely a drop in quality, I think. Ray, what what do you want to think about? I thought it was a solid album. I was impressed by Die a Legend. I thought that was a solid album. Because as someone who's not a fan of Apology, and some people just put him in that drill rapper box, 
I thought he did exceptional as far as like telling his side of the story and bringing some things to light that other drill rappers might not do. I know they talk about pain and stuff, but something about his storytelling ability sometimes gets me as far as like the way he does it. I feel like he, I'm not saying he's like a top tier lyricist or anything, but like sometimes I feel like the simplicity in his words is powerful enough to get him by. I feel like with this album, it was another one of those where it was like, I didn't know what to expect because I didn't want another die legend. I wanted something a little different. I feel like he gave me that to a certain degree. It's, it's him again, storytelling, making some bangers like go stupid. Like you were saying, Martin and Genia went fucking hard. The one with uh, Juice World, that was dope as fuck. Like how he threw it the Juice World feature and it worked. And I agree with you, Deadly, that the second half of the album wasn't necessarily as good as the first half. Because the first half, I feel like he came out with, like like I, like we were saying, Juice World, the dope-ass features, the hard-hitting tracks. And the second half, he went for the melod- melodic, more storytelling tracks. I feel like certain tracks, like Be Something with Lil Baby. I'm not the biggest Lil Baby fan, but I feel like he did cool on the feature. Uh, Beautiful Pain, Losing My Mind, and Wishing for a Hero, the closing track. That sample and everything. I feel like the way he does the drill or just the, the rap he does is a little bit different than the other rappers in his category. My bro, Dre, he be sopping him all the time. I can see why, because his music, I don't think his music is background music where it's just like bullshit you're putting on because you want to have fun and slap it. Like even his slapper songs, he's going into some either dark shit or like some fucking like, this is what I've been through. And that's what I like about him. It's not like some bullshit. It's some human fucking banger shit like he goes into things for sure for sure yeah he definitely does carry himself in a way that i feel like a lot of other drill rappers don't um you know he he has come up with little tj but i feel like little tj has fallen behind in the in this aspect little mm-hmm. TJ, uh doesn't really touch on the same topics that apology does uh little tj kind of just goes for those type bangers but apology is like kind of the other side of that coin where he will uh, incorporate more of what he's going through, uh, you know, his rise to fame, his, all, all this stuff that he's, he's going through. He even calls himself the goat. He feels this confident in his abilities. It's, it's nice to see the, the confidence that he exudes. He, it really shows on all of his tracks. Uh, he's very confident in himself, his flow, his sound in general. And I appreciate what he's doing for the, for the drill scene in general, even though I wouldn't really say he's like all that drill. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't, people put him in that box because he's from Chicago and he comes hard, but he's not really, I'm not trying to say like he's the stereotypical drill rapper. I just, that's what I'm saying. I agree. Like he's more than that, in my opinion. I I think he's better than that. I'm not saying he's one of my favorite artists so far, but as far as these mainstream rappers that do that hard ass, like I'm going to tell my story and my pain shit, I fuck with him decently at this point. Future, future, future. Why do I love future? The general vibe that he gives off when he's rapping is just, I want—I don't want to say it's something that nobody else brings, but he definitely popularized that sound. And he's one of the, the legends in the, in the trap game, for sure. Th- this album, this album is called High Off Life. <sighs> I'm, I'm kind of disappointed in, in what future is brought here. A little, little bit. You know, I really loved Wizard when it came out. I, I loved Wizard. Most of the songs on there are are great. This one, uh, not not so much. Uh, Trapped in the Sun, first first song, best song on the whole, on pretty much the whole project. Uh, Agreed. Talk that you know, shit, nigga. <laughs> you know, he really comes in fucking hard. Trapped in the Sun, high tech tech, touch the sky. I heard people say I don't like touch the sky. 
I don't agree with that. Tusk Sky is really good. Trapped in the Sun, he's talking about, it, it's kind of like the duality that he always brings where he talks about, you know, his trapping uh, and his uh, his older days where he was uh, fighting law enforcement or because of all the stuff that he, he was doing, all this activity that he was doing. Um, but then he puts on the other side of like this rich, lavish life that he's living. Uh, so he had come up with all that bullshit and now he's living this, you know, extremely lavish life. And and then this is kind of the future that we're getting now. High Tech Tech had a, a great flow, great delivery. Uh, he really went hard on that one. Touch the Sky, uh, I think I think it was really good too. Uh, people were saying it was a little, maybe a little too repetitive. Uh, I, I like some of the stuff he was doing with the vocal inflections. He was changing up his, uh, he, he was changing up his voice. I like when Future does that. He does it really well, uh, especially in like, uh, the biggest example is King's Dead, you know, where he does some kind of wacky shit with his voice and, and it'll catch people's ear and people will really resonate with it for some reason. You know, he just really does that weird off the wall shit really well. Um, How'd that go again? I forgot. What, what do you do? So good, bro. I I don't even, I don't know how to explain it. And okay. then, and oh, then, oh, then comes his first feature with Travis Scott. Travis Scott really delivered on this. I did not expect Travis Scott to be coming with something like this. I feel like a lot of Travis Scott features that we've recently gotten have not been what I've expected from Travis. It has not lived up to his standard of quality, but he really uh, went back and forth with feature here really well. Uh, Future had some really, in his second verse, he had some really, really passionate uh, vocals. He sounded really, you know, charismatic, and he was feeding off Travis's energy, and they were going back and forth. I don't really like, there was one part where Travis is singing. Do you know what I'm talking about, Ray Love, where Travis is singing? I mean, I don't know what he says, but I know what you're kind of talking about. Yeah, he does like this weird, like, uh, vocal shit, and it doesn't really sound that good, but pretty much the rest of the track is 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 fine. Riding Scrikers is one of the first uh, downhill turns for me. He comes back with this repetitive uh, shit that he does, but it needs to be, you know, something more energetic, charismatic that I expect from Future at this point, because I feel like he's really gotten away from that mumbling sound that he was so in tune with at one point. And then he does a beat switch on it. And then the second half where he does that beat switch, I feel like that beat switch part is really the best part of that track. And he should have done that for the whole entire track. So he fumbled that one. One of my is basically him saying, one of my niggas did this, one of my niggas did this. And he's he's kind of going recanting uh, like all the stuff that like all his, all his friends do. And like, the, these are these are my partners. Like, this is what we do. You kind of get the message. It's not really, there's no real songwriting there. There's nothing that's like super crazy about it. Posted with Demons, I thought was cool. You ain't did shit that I did. He's talking, there's, another part of this duality throughout the whole project where he now he's talking about sort of that grimy sh gritty shit that he used to do and then he had trillionaire with with young boy this one's really controversial i feel like it's either you hate it or you love it um i heard people saying that they didn't like the singing on this uh and they were just straining their voices but i think young boy did a good job on it and i think feature did a good job matching him in general and then Harlem Shake comes on. Oh my God, what a fumble of a fucking Young Thug, young thug verse. Young Thug's mixing on there, how they did his voice, does not sound like Young Thug. That does not sound like anything Young Thug has put out any time recently. It kind of sounded like he was some generic rapper that he just got thrown on there. 
and it, it was awful. I did not like Harlem Shake whatsoever. My, the next two tracks, Up the River and uh, Pray for a Key, both great storytelling tracks. Uh, definitely check those two out if you're going to check out anything from this project. Those are great, uh, great hooks, uh, melodies in general. Too Comfortable, I thought was uh, pretty good too. Just talking about his bitches not, you know, don't get too comfortable because, you know, I'm a real ass nigga. I'll, I get whatever the fuck I want. Uh, and then All Bad with Lil Uzi was also really great. Matched energy really well, going back and forth. And then Outer Space Bitch um, was definitely just just a vibe, just a vibe for me. And then Accepting My Flaws, he definitely does some type of storytelling, you know, coming to some t- type of realization for himself where he's ex- where he's accepting his flaws, obviously. And he's acknowledging all the bad shit that he does. He's not necessarily the best person. The last five tracks on there are just throwaways. Those those are all, you know, shit we've heard before, stuff like that. The the main point I'm trying to make with this this future album is that it's not something that we haven't seen before from Future. It's something that he's done time and time again. How much longer can you listen to stuff like this and then just be like, yeah, this still bangs? Like, because at some point you really can't. I think he did well with his features here for the most part, except for Drake. Uh, I wish he did with Drake what he did with his other artists on here, where he did the kind of back and forth and uh, he was matching their energy on the Drake track with Life is Good. He kind of just did his own thing. Drake did his own thing and it didn't really mesh well whatsoever. Overall, decent, decent future project. Not anything that like is groundbreaking towards his sound. He he needs to level up at this point because we're expecting so much more from him. Definitely go back to what you're doing at Wizard and evaluate that. See where you went wrong from there. No, I give it a six out of ten. <laughs> bro, but, you went over every. I've never <laughs> that before, bro. I'm actually blown away. Like I, I had to. I had to. My mic's muted when I don't talk, so I was just trying not to do it because I wanted to like go like yeah, but I didn't want to cut you off. I wanted you to keep going. I loved it, bro. I fucking loved every part of that, bro. I might not cut the. All right, bro. Whatever. You want to go? You want to talk about future? It belongs off the streets. <laughs> Take that album off the street. Uh-huh. I don't want to hear that thinking out. Yeah. <laughs> it belongs off the street. Man. All right. Hey, whatever. We all got our own taste. No, I'm not hating on you, Lee. You like what you like. Uh, Future, nah, all jokes aside, Future isn't, like, horrible. I I particularly do not like his music. You know what I'm saying? Some of his features, whenever he's in a tracker, some of his songs he puts out, it's cool. Now, I'm just not, I'm just not the person that's just going to go and listen to Future. So that's just why I have a biased opinion. I do appreciate Lee's feedback on the uh, whole album. It was good. I, I you know enjoy when someone likes somebody's music and fully is able to you know dissect the album so that's my take on it <laughs> why are you laughing ray they fully dissect the album. i mean he fully dissected i mean he did you know, i don't know what to say no look. <laughs> hey look bro all i gotta say is i'm not y'all know me i'm not a future fan I don't know if y'all can consider me a future hater. I hope not, you know. I like some of his tracks. I just don't. Oh, bro, keep it, keep it a bean, bro. Stop beating around the bush. I don't see a genuine, for me, a classic where I was going back to it, but I can see why his music is 
influential and it's it's essential as Daly says. But I agree with him. I feel like he came in hard. Like he I thought for a second I was gonna get another decent album or like an album I could see from him because Trapped in the Sun is like Daly said, the best track easily. He was good, like I was like, yo, am I gonna like this album? And then high tech tech, I fucked with it a little bit. Touch the sky, that was solid, and the track with Travis Scott, just like again, Daly's been spot on. Like I don't I don't know what to say because like Solitaires, I fucked with. I was like, yo, like it's a cool track. Travis Scott really brought his energy. Like, I feel like maybe because Future is such a legend in his own right, maybe Travis felt like he had to bring it. And he did. But I feel like after that, he started to fall off for me. Um <laughs> the album yeah. was mid to me. Like, it wasn't really bad. And I wasn't a biggest fan of Wizard either. I know some people who really love that album, which is fine, but I just feel like he gets in this box and he like sticks in it and he starts getting complacent like he still has highlights after like too comfortable and the track with Louis Burke was cool but I didn't like the one with young boy kind of annoyed me to be honest I don't I'm not a big fan of young boy though maybe that's why um, right Doug, Harlem Shake you I, going through the whole album too I'm not going to go into detail I'm just letting you know track like because he went into such detail I feel like I gotta be like yo like Life is like, what am I? I'm not trying to get, bro. I can't get blown away by Deadly like this, bro. Like, I got to go into detail a little bit. Deadly's trying to kill us on the track right now, bro. Okay. Tycoon, and again, another, like, I didn't really hella, hella fuck with it when it dropped. Uh, Hunter Shooters, that was okay. And then he had the remix at the end. So it's like, what? I don't know, man. This was another mid album from Future. I don't know what to expect from him when he drops because I feel like sometimes he can give you some quality and sometimes he gives you, like, I wouldn't say this is a throwaway, but it's just like, what was the purpose of this? It's like, it's so middle ground to me for him. I think he could do way more at this point. For sure. Uh, 100 Shooters has been out since way before Life is Good. Uh, I, a lot of people, I feel like, don't know that. But, yeah, that's just another – that's why I said the throwaways because they were singles that he had already released and he just kind of threw them on the tail end. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. So I, I already digested a hundred shooters. Definitely one of, not one of my favorite tracks on there. Just keeps giving us, you know, like the same shit. I thought, I thought wizard was a step up from what he had been doing. Uh, and he just took another step back or another two steps back. So come at us with something different, bro. Uh, you know, if you're going to get a Young Thug feature, I know that a lot of your Young Thug collabs don't work out that well. Um, the whole super slimy tape was a pretty much throwaway. But yeah, you need, you need Young Thug to do his own thing. You you can't try to conform Young Thug to your sound, especially when you didn't conform fucking Lil Uzi to your sound. You conformed to his sound. Like, don't try to make Young Thug fit in a box. You're not going to make Lil Uzi try to do the same thing. Like, let Young Thug do his thing, and then you go ahead and you match that if you want to do that. But Young Thug doesn't belong sounding like that on any track. Uh, I'm disappointed in that feature entirely. All right, wrap it up, then. All right, then we got to wrap it up, then. All right, you know, uh, if y'all have any thoughts on anything that we've talked about today, make sure to comment at us, DM us, uh, whatever you feel comfortable with. I'm sure any one of us would love to talk about any of these topics that we've already talked about. And if y'all supporting us and fucking with us, you know, go ahead and retweet, uh, share this to whoever. If you got beats to send us, if you got music to send us that we should review, uh, go ahead and send it to the the Gmail. It's thhbpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can can find us on twitter you can find us on instagram you can find our patreon which we don't use uh anything anything you can find us on for sure y'all check with us come back tell us what you think 
Love y'all. Appreciate y'all. Anybody who spent time to listen to this today. Yeah, man. Stay safe, man. And keep protesting. If you want to protest, keep protesting. Fuck this shit, bro. Or not even that, bro. Just keep, like, let's keep the, let's actually make change this time. I'm hoping, let's go out. I know people, it's a cliche, but let's go out and vote and get the people in who at least might care for us. Do something, bro. This shit is foul how this shit's been going on. Got love for all y'all. Babies, 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 babies. Thank y'all for listening. Baby, baby, baby. Hey, see, you got, you got, you got any statement besides babies, bro? You want to love, <laughs> show love to people real quick? Last baby, episode, baby, you was like, "Fuck them." <laughs> nah, I didn't say that. Hey, we called you out. Real talk. Thank you for all the people that are out there listening to us. Uh, you know, it takes time and it takes a little bit of effort to come in here and give you all the content we try to give you all. But we do, we do appreciate. We do appreciate y'all coming in and messing with us and tuning in whenever you can tune in, you know, whatever support you give is appreciated. Uh, as for what's going on in our communities right now, uh, to all, all my people out there, just stay faithful. You know what I'm saying? Don't give up. Change will come. It's going to take time. Has It's taking time already, but we're going to work together. We got to work together as a people. We're going to figure this out one way or another. So, Go out there and live y'all best lives. It's all love. You know what I'm saying? Unity. Babies! Babies! Peace out, bro. Babies! Peace.